Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I want to tell you about Emperor Hufei, a kid who ended up as the emperor of the Liu Song dynasty in ancient China back in the 5th century CE. And the brief reign of Emperor Hufei came to a rather grisly end after he made the unwise decision to use the great big belly of one of his leading generals for target practice one time. The Liu Song dynasty was known for having pretty bloody awful leaders generally. Many of them were cruel or tyrannical or just straight up incompetent, and some of them managed to be all three at once. Uh, For instance, the infamous Emperor Ming. He is known to history for murdering most of his male relatives, brothers, nephews, cousins, you name it, just to protect his throne. Of all the things you could be remembered to history for, murdering actual literal children is... um, well, it's not the top of my list, to be honest. I understand wanting to leave. I understand wanting to leave a legacy, but uh, I mean, just just build a great big bloody golden statue of yourself or something. Ming, what's what's going on there, old son? Anyway, we're not actually here to talk about Emperor Ming, as excitingly violent and fratricidal as he was. Rather, we're going to talk about his son, this bloke I mentioned before, this kid, Emperor Hufei. And the apple, it turns out, doesn't fall far from the tree because even as a young boy, Hufei was capricious and violent. He was an absolute little bastard. He's going around beating up other kids, beating up his servants and attendants even. I mean, what are they going to do? He's the bloody crown prince, mate. They can't lift a finger against him to defend themselves. Anyway, in, uh, in the year 472 CE, Emperor Ming dies. And so his young son becomes the emperor, just nine years old, completely unfit to rule, even if he hadn't been a little psychopath. And immediately, one who, when Hufei takes the throne, there is a crisis. There is a crisis as the one brother that Emperor Ming didn't murder, Hufei's uncle, rose up in rebellion against his nephew, which just goes to show that if you're going to do something, do it properly. Don't set out to murder all of your brothers and then just decide to leave one alive. That's sloppy, Ming, mate. And now Hufei, your son, has to clean up your mess because you've been lazy or... 
more accurately, really, Hufei's generals had to. After a fair bit of fighting, they did crush the rebellion and Hufei's reign was secured. Uh, his general Zhao Daocheng did a lot of the heavy lifting to make sure the young emperor stayed on his throne. And what, you may wonder, is Hufei doing now that his reign has been secured? Well, he is getting more unpredictable and more violent than ever before. And now he's the emperor, right? There's actual just no one around to tell him to stop carrying on like a pork chop. After a couple of years as emperor, right, this kid, absolutely insufferable. His generals have done a good job of defending him from other would-be usurpers trying to overthrow him. But I tell you what, I don't know why. Because Hufei does not, he does not seem to be the sort of person you want to owe much loyalty to. I suspect many courtiers and advisors and generals were trying to get in good with him when he was a kid so as to influence him and be in good standing when he grew up. But honestly, I don't know about this as a strategy because this kid was an absolute fruitcake. After five years as emperor, right, age just 14, he is infamous as a sadistic and violent maniac. And now, look. I'll be the first to admit, I got up to no good when I was 14, but that mainly that mainly involved me, I don't know, wagging school to go home and play GTA on the Xbox or, or look, yeah, no, actually nothing else. I, I didn't actually do anything very cool at the age of 14. The best story I can come up with is leaving school early to go home and play video games before mum got home. So, yeah, what a badass I was with my bloody braces and my pimples. Anyway... At least I wasn't like Emperor Hufei, right, who would cut about the city with a contingent of, of, of palace guards just just killing people, just murdering people completely arbitrarily. What the bloody hell is going on there? I mean, look, Hufei, I get it. I get you didn't have an Xbox to play GTA back then, but, mate, come on. You can't go around playing it in real life. But this is what he did. Hufei, he'd lead his guards around wherever he fancied, killing animals and livestock and, and humans alike, usually in very, very cruel ways. Hufei seemed to enjoy it. He seemed to take great pleasure in doing this murderous little lunatic that he was. He is said to have enjoyed gutting people and animals personally, cutting them open himself. And he'd go out and do this at all hours, meaning the palace guards were on constant alert in case the young emperor wanted to go out for a spot of midnight, you know, a bit of, you know, midnight murder. Terrible situation, completely untenable. But again, he's the emperor. Who's going to stop him? He's just going to gut you like a fish with his palace guards in tow if you try to put an end to it. But finally, I'm pleased to say it did, in fact, come to an end when young Hufei crossed a line, pissed off the wrong person and met his end. People have been plotting to get rid of him, of course, but none of them have succeeded so far. But finally, he got on the wrong side of the wrong person and paid the ultimate price for it. One day... In mid-477, Hufei is cutting about the palace uh, when he barges into the bedroom of one of his generals. This general I spoke about before, Zhao Daocheng, same bloke who had, uh, who had fought off, uh, off Hufei's uncle in that rebellion, right? Now, Zhao, he's asleep. He's, he's sleeping in the nude, right? Naked as the day he was born when he was having a, having a sleep there. And uh, look, you know, I'm not trying to have a go at the bloke. Zhao, he's an older fella. He's had a fair few good meals in his time and he's, he's, look, he's got a bit of a belly on him, right? Anyway, Hufei, he sees Zhao's great big fat belly and he thinks, ho, 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 this, this is going to be terrific fun here. He wakes Zhao up. He tells him to stand still and he draws a target right on the middle of his belly. He then got some arrows from one of his guards and, if you'll believe it, 
starts getting ready to use his own general's belly for some target practice. The same general that had fought off Hufei's rebellious uncle all those years ago. So that's how he's repaying you, uh, you're repaying your loyalty there. Fantastic. Xiao, of course, starts begging for his life. Please don't shoot me in the belly, Hufei, mate. Please. I know it's I know it's a very alluring and attractive target for you. I can see how excited you are about the prospect of, you know, lodging an arrow right in there. But, mate, please don't, mate. Come on. Don't, don't, don't do it to me. But no, Hufei says, mate, I'm the emperor. Emperor does as he pleases. Now, come on, stand still. Stop stop your bloody sobbing and shaking. Don't, I don't need a moving target here. Just just stand stand still. And he gets ready to shoot. But luckily for Zhao, however, he, I mean, he's moments away from death at the hands of this homicidal teenager, right? But luckily for him, Hufei, Hufei's attendant, a bloke named Wang Tianen, right? He speaks up and, and here's what he says. He says, Hufei, your imperial majesty, look, you have, of course, chosen exceptionally well, exceptionally wisely as ever in selecting Zhao's great big belly for a target. What a target it is, truly, proving yourself to be an emperor of great taste and refinement when it comes to target practice. But consider this, Hufei, most exalted emperor. If you shoot this bloke in the guts with one of them arrows you got there, you'll only get to do it once. You're going to kill this poor bloke and that'll be that. This magnificent target will die with him. And Hufei, he stops for a second. He goes, oh, hang on, yeah. Actually, that's that's a that's a that's a good point, Wang. Absolutely, it'd be a shame to waste such a, waste such a splendid target with just one shot, wouldn't it? Well, Wang, what do you propose instead? And Wang goes, well, okay, listen, how about this instead, right? I'll get you some special arrows, some blunted arrowheads. Here they are now. Look at them. They're, they're, look at these fine specimens, just like regular arrows, except they've got blunt bits of bone at the end rather than a sharpened tip. So here you go. You take these. You just ping them at old Zhao over there at his belly. I'm sure I'm sure he won't mind, will you, Zhao? And, you know, Zhao's over there in the corner, but he's shaking and nodding his head enthusiastically. He's, he's thrilled now to only be facing the prospect of being shot with what was effectively an ancient Nerf gun. So Hufei, he takes these arrows off of, uh, off of Wang and he has a wonderful time. He's blasting his general's belly with these roundhead arrows like some kind of bloody nerd at a LARP. He's, he's very pleased with himself as well. He scores a couple of direct hits to the belly button, so he's, he's giving himself a big pat on the back for that. And Zhao, presumably, he's also very pleased with himself, uh, pleased to not have ended up being skewered just because he had such a tempting ar- archery target hanging off the front of him. However... Humiliating his general in this way proved to be a bad move for Hufei because Zhao, after recovering from the shock of his near-death experience and perhaps, you know, after the bruising had subsided a little bit, he starts to plot his revenge. And unlike Hufei, Zhao isn't about to be talked out of his murderous intentions. He summons one of his attendants, Yang Yufu, and shares his plan. He says, listen here, Yang old mate. I know you know about the story with the emperor and my belly. Don't need to go into detail. Suffice to say, I'm pretty bloody ropeable about it, mate, as you can imagine. Yang goes, mate, I'm right there with you. You know that little asshole. He threatened my life at one point as well. I'm no fan of his. Don't you worry. And Zhao goes, mate, that's exactly why I summoned you. I know you hate little bastard, and I've come up with a plan to kill him, right? I need your help. Yang goes, oh, mate, yes, absolutely. Let's hear the plan. I'm loving this already. What do you got cooked up? And Zhao goes, all right, okay. So here's what here's what we do, right? You sneak in to Hufei's room at night while he's sleeping, okay? And Yang goes, mate, brilliant, love it, love it. What next? What? What is the next? Something, something, something clever, something sneaky, I bet. And Zhao goes, oh, nah, no, nah, I, I was actually just thinking you'd like chop off his head while he slept, you know, just like keep it simple. And Yang goes, oh, yeah, um, all right, yeah, fair enough. Well, let, let's let's just do that then. And sure enough, 
On the 1st of August, 477, Yang sneaks into Hufei's room, finds the emperor there sleeping, and just cuts off his head. Easy peasy, Albanese. Yang delivered Hufei's head to Zhao, who took it to the palace and threw it at the feet of the palace guards, who it turns out had gotten a bit bloody sick of all the murderous rampages they'd been on. They say, oh, thank goodness, that is a relief. Thank you for dealing with that, Zhao. Old mate, little bastard was too much for us, hey. Zhao then oversaw a transition of power to Hufei's brother, posthumously demoted Hufei from emperor to prince and legitimised the assassination. And so Hufei's seven-year-old brother, Emperor Shun, took the throne, although he was little more than a puppet of Zhao, and it wasn't long before Zhao himself seized power, ending the Liu Song dynasty and beginning the Southern Qi dynasty instead as Emperor Gao. So, he got a pretty good deal out of the whole thing. You have to, you've got to admit, you know, get shot in the belly a few times and end up establishing an imperial dynasty of your very own a few years later. Not too bad. I think I would take that trade, although... I better get a few more meals into me if I'm going to create an archery target to rival that of the great Emperor Gao. <laughs>